Chicks, we're your hosts, Leah and Michelle. So, there's some stuff going down in Twitter land. Yeah. There's some stuff going on mm -hmm. with religious liberty mm -hmm. with um, the there, Supreme Court. <laughs> yeah, don't be specific. Don't be. <laughs> there's some <laughs> stuff going on <laughs> with religious liberty. <laughs> Uh, do we want to be more specific? So in Twitter land, Elon Musk has promised to mm -hmm. give us a uh, bird's eye view. Uh, Was that a pun? Is that a bird's eye view? It's yeah, a, a bird's eye view in, in, into the Twitter land and to see what was going on behind the scenes. Now, it seemed that his first drop of what he is calling the Twitter files and the drop number one was missing something. People were looking for government collusion for the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story. Well, it didn't it wasn't there. Well, come to find out mm. there's a reason behind that. The FBI had one of their own embedded inside of Twitter. There's also somebody else who worked for Twitter. We're getting it. We're going to get to that. This is our. Um, we're we're going live with you today, and then we're going to rerun this on Sunday for our Brideon show that we try to make religious, not just religious, based on the Censored word of God. God. Yeah, based on the word of God. And so we're going to break down a Supreme Court case, uh, a case that the Supreme Court is seeing right now. And it is a case about uh, 303 Creative, which is a woman who runs a web designing company. And she designs websites for married couples. Now, she does other things. She does not want to use her gifts and talents to make web pages for relationships that go against her Christian beliefs, i.e. homosexual marriages. Right. Well, in Colorado, the state of Colorado is suing her, saying this is discrimination. So we're going to break that down. Is it truly religious discrimination? I have so many thoughts on this. As a matter <laughs> of fact, just this morning, because like... I said, if you're watching this on Sunday for our Bright Yarn program, um, we go live every Wednesday with Ed Henry and Karen Turk on uh, American Sunrise on Real America's Voice. And we were supposed to go on to talk about essentially this. And so all morning, not this specific story, but religious liberty and being forced to... We were actually going to talk about a different story where a restaurant, an hour before a Christian group, was going to go and use their facilities... They canceled their reservation. In Richmond, Virginia. In Richmond, Virginia because of, I guess, their stance on the Bible 
And so that is true religious discrimination. So my point is that I had all morning long leading up to that. And even last night when yeah. I knew we were going to talk about that, I had all these things that I yeah. wanted to say. And so I have it. It's all in me. So I'm glad that we're going to do this. Yeah, exactly. So it's very interesting because we are not hypocritical. We're right down the line where you cannot deny service yeah. to somebody based on their belief system. However, you cannot compel them like you could not compel the restaurant to bake you a Christian cake if it goes against their beliefs. Well, I'll get, I, I have a really good, I have some, I can really break this down for people so that it makes sense for you mm. when we get to that. So which one do we want to hit first? We're going to go to the Twitter files first. Okay. All right. So uh, Elon Musk had given this, uh, a trove of uh, uh, emails, backdoor access to two journalists. And they lean centrist lefty, okay? One uh, person is Matt Talibi. And uh, he has since been disowned by the left. He's no longer a journalist. And he came out with some... We some have a star in the chat. Oh, do? Bob Denny. <laughs> There's Bob. Bob. Bob is the literal everything behind Brighteon.tv. If you guys are not tuning into Brighteon.tv, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing either. So Matt Talibi was given this trove of emails and he was supposed to disseminate them to the public. And we got some inside baseball into these Twitter files. And we saw that there was a lot of collusion that we saw that Twitter knew that the New York Post story did not violate any of their terms of service. <laughs> and they were there's emails that go back and forth. How are we going to paint this to the public? Right. Uh, we've squashed it. And then it goes even deeper. Oh, it's so bad. Uh, where one, in, one employee uh, basically says, we were already in deep, so we just kind of stayed there. Mm. And for 48 hours, they suppressed the story. But what we wanted to see... In the emails was the government like strong arming Twitter. Now, Noel Roth is a high level, was a high level Twitter employee. Now, uh, on our Friday show, we're going to play some videos uh, from him where he basically says, you know, the Babylon Bee was dangerous, you know, that uh, the reason Trump had to be taken off of Twitter was because. Uh, Twitter employees were having panic attacks on yeah. January 6th. Right. And so Trump just had to go because their mental being of Twitter employees <laughs> after that day, um, that Trump did not actually violate any of their terms right. or services. So uh, uh, Noel Roth, he, um, had, he had to go into a, a deposition and he was asked, these questions about pulling down the New York Post story. And he was, he, his reasoning was the FBI, we were meeting weekly with the FBI. Isn't that incredible? Okay. And they had told us that there would be, or they had some premonition that there would be some Russian interference and it had to do with Hunter Biden. Now he is, that is a sworn statement. But we didn't see that in the Twitter files. We didn't see those emails going back and forth. And um, Miranda um, Devine from the New York Post, who broke all these stories, went on Tucker and she said, I want to see 
these email exchanges. I want to. I want <laughs> everybody to know that it was the government suppression of free speech. Exactly. Okay, because that is that goes against the First Amendment. Now that begs the question: Who holds the government accountable to the Bill of Rights? How do you hold the government accountable to the Bill of Rights? That's a whole nother. That's a whole nother story. You have a to well armed militia. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Right. But just yesterday, this the plot has thickened in the Twitter files and it gets this is where it gets really crazy. Okay, so the FBI lead counsel that propagated the Russian collusion narrative uh, from the DNC um, into the FBI was none other than the FBI lead counsel, James Baker, Jim Baker. Well, Nobody knew, and here's the kicker, Elon Musk didn't even know that James Baker worked for Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't even know. It's unbelievable. Okay? And so here the FBI has embedded their guy to cover up their steps. So the FBI is meeting weekly, and so they've got their guy in there. And what they didn't know was that uh, there are emails that show that the emails for the Twitter files to try to see if the FBI was involved or the government was involved went through James Baker before they got to Matt Talibi and Barry Weiss, which were the journalists supposed to find any sort of collusion. They went through this guy. So he was burp-walked out of Twitter on Sunday. Elon Musk says he has now been removed from Twitter. He's like, (laughs) I didn't know this till Sunday. Okay, so we're watching this all play out live. Yeah. And it's it's absolutely what hilarious. really gets me is that this guy continued to go to work, like after Elon Musk has Twitter. Oh, this whole weekend. This like, so while the Twitter files shouting. are so while the Twitter, Twitter files are dropping, <laughs> James Baker is still working there. <laughs> it is. It's. It's. It, it, What's going through his mind when he gets up every day? Like, and then I he, gotta do this. I gotta cover my tracks, right? I think it's absolutely incredible. Okay, um, so here from the Daily Mail, Elon fires Twitter's general counsel, James Baker, for vetting internal files on Hunter Biden laptop scandal and delaying release of the second tranche. Ex-FBI lawyer was James Comey's deputy and involved in the Russian collusion investigation. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Fired. Um. Former FBI lawyer Jim Baker, who worked at Twitter, was found to be vetting the very files that exposed corruption by him and his allies. So I'm going to read this little Twitter uh, thread from Matt Talibi. Taibi. There's no L there. Sorry. Over the weekend, while we both dealt with obstacles to new searches, Barry Weiss is the, the, uh, another journalist who's supposed to be working on this. Uh, it was Barry Weiss who discovered that the person in charge of releasing the files was someone named Jim. When she called to ask Jim's last name, The answer came back, Jim Baker. (laughs) My jaw hit the floor, Weiss says. The first batch of emails, uh, of files both reporters received was marked Spectre Baker emails. Baker is a controversial figure who has been something of a uh, Zalig of FBI controversies dating back to 2016 from the Steele dossier to the Alpha server mess. He resigned in 2018 after investigation into leaks to the press. The news that Baker was reviewing the Twitter files surprised everyone involved, to say the least. New Twitter chief Elon Musk acted quickly to exit Baker on Tuesday. Reporter, reporter, and here's the thing. He, um, I guess, 
he Elon found out on Sunday. He was exited out just yesterday. This just happened. Okay. Um, what are we doing? Uh, reporters <laughs> resumed searches through uh, the Twitter file material. A lot of it today. The next installment of the Twitter files will appear uh, with Barry Weiss. Stay tuned. Now, so what I had read see. was that he was actually tempering the 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 Twitter files that were actually already dropped. Like he was kind of like, okay, these are going to get dropped. But he had a hand. He had a hand in in what was going through Twitter to Matt Taibbi. Right. So he curated them. Exactly. All right. So this is from um, Jonathan uh, Turley. Love him. Six degrees from Jim Baker. <laughs> a familiar figure reemerges with the release of the Twitter fires, files. Below is my column in the New York Post on the reemergence of James Baker, the former FBI general counsel at the center of the Twitter suppression scandal. As thousands of Twitter documents are released on the company's infamous censorship program, much has been confirmed about the use of back channels by Biden and Democrat officials to silence critics on the social media platform. If you were a, a in the government, if you were a Democrat, you actually could set up an account and get your um, request fast-tracked to Twitter to get uh, pieces of information taken down. And it was. Many, many pieces were taken down. And uh, I think it was um, James Wood who was mentioned as having a, a tweet taken down by the request of the government. Mm -hmm. He's like, however, one familiar name immediately popped out in the first batch of documents released through journalist Matt Taibbi. James Baker. For many, James Baker is fast becoming the Kevin Bacon of the Russian collusion scandals. Baker has been featured repeatedly in the Russian investigations launched by the Justice Department, including the hoax involved, involving the Russian Alpha Bank. When Clinton campaign lawyer Michael Sussman wanted to plant the bizarre false claim of a secret communications channel between the Trump campaign and the Kremlin, Baker was his go-to speed dial contact. Baker would later testify at Sussman's trial. Baker's name also appeared prominently in controversies related to the other Russia-related FBI allegations against Trump. He was effectively forced out due to his role and reportedly found himself under investi criminal investigation. He became a defender of the Russian investigations despite, despite findings of bias and even criminal conduct. He was also a frequent target of Donald Trump on social media, including Twitter. Baker responded with public criticism of Trump for his, quote, false narratives. After leaving the FBI, Twitter seemed eager to hire Baker as a deputy general counsel. Ironically, Baker soon became involved in another alleged back channel with a presidential campaign. This time, it was Twitter that maintained the non-public channels with the Biden campaign and later the White House. Biden soon weighed in with the same signature bias that characterized the Russian investigations. Now, in what we did find out, um, the, 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 the Democrats, the DNC asked Twitter to take down the New York Post story. And there were questions about freedom of speech and first amendment to which James Baker said, brushed off and says, no problem here. No problem here. I'm your general counsel. No problem here. Weeks before the 2020 presidential election, the New York Post ran an explosive story about a laptop abandoned by Hunter Biden. We know what, what's in that. Uh, not only was Joe Biden's son, Hunter, and brother James involved in deals with an array of dubious foreign figures, but Joe Biden was referenced as a possible recipient of funds from these 
deals. The big guy, 10%. The Bidens had long been accused of influence peddling, nepotism, and other forms of corruption. Moreover, the campaign was not denying that the laptop was Hunter Biden's laptop and key emails could be confirmed from other parties involved. However, at the request of the, quote, Biden team and the Democrat operatives, Twitter moved to block that story. It even suspended those who tried to share the allegations with others, including the White House press secretary, Kaylee McEnany, was suspended off of Twitter. Even inside Twitter, the move raised serious concerns over the company serving as a censor for the Biden campaign. Global comms Brandon Borum was who asked if the company could, quote, truthfully claim that this is part of the policy for barring posts and suspending users. Baker! quickly jumped in to support the censorship and said it's reasonable for us to assume that they may have been hacked and that caution was warranted <laughs> because that was the FBI narrative and we know this uh, because Mark Zuckerberg went on, on Joe Rogan's show and he was told to look out for uh, anything that had to do with Hunter Biden because it was probably Russians. Okay, this is this is how they they plausible deniability. We'll tell you of it before, and then you make the decision. Mm. I'm going to set these drugs before you, and you make the decision. Okay? All right, keep in mind that there was never any evidence that this material was hacked. Moreover, there was no evidence of Russian involvement in the laptop. Indeed, the U.S. intelligence quickly rejected the Russian disinformation claim. However, Baker insisted that there was reasonable assumption that Russians were behind another major scandal because that was the FBI line of uh, thinking that how they were going to deal with this. They just lie. That's what they do, okay? Faced with a major scandal implicating a Joe Biden in the corrupt uh, selling of access to foreign figures, including some with foreign uh, intelligence associations, Baker's natural default was to kill the story and stop others from sharing the allegations. The release documents may show why Twitter was so eager to hire Baker, despite his role in the Russian collusion controversies. What likely would have been a liability for most companies seemed an actual draw for Twitter. For censors and political operatives in Twitter, Baker likely seemed like a made man for a company committed to systemic censorship. He would be working with the chief legal officer of the company. Uh, I can never say her name. Vijay, Vijay, God. Vijaya. No, don't say the J. The Haya. No, it's not. There's no hey. It, it, I know that. There's no huh. There's no H. Are you sure? I am sure. It's J. It's a J. Vijaya. Vijaya. God. It, who functioned it as the company. can't be how you say it. Yeah, it is. Uh, Gad was re uh, widely reviled by free speech advocates for her dismal uh, of free speech principles, dismissal of free speech principles, and open political bias. Not unexpectedly, Gad and Baker would play prominent roles in the suppression of the Hunter Biden scandal. There was hardly a need to round up the unusual suspects in the suppression scandal when Elon Musk took over the company. Both lawyers swatted down internal misgivings to bury a story that could well have made the difference in the close of the 2020 election. It is striking how many of the figures and institutions involved in uh, Russian collusion claims are within six degrees of James Baker. Not only did Baker work closely with fired FBI Director James Comey and other key figures in the Justice Department, but he was an acquaintance of key Clinton figures like Sussman, who pushed the false collusion uh, allegations, and he was also hired Whoa. by... Vijaya. Vijaya. Yeah, I told you. Vijaya. Okay. Yeah, he was also hired by Brookings Institute, uh, which was which also had a curious Bacon-like role in the origins of the development of false Russian collusion uh, allegations. None of these means Baker would blah, 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 blah. So here we have this guy 
And and we'll see where the where the next tranche goes now that he's not there. How many did he wipe? Uh, what does this look like? Uh, so no, this is huge because now, first of all, we could call it the the curse of the name Jim Baker. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it tends to follow fraudsters around. Jim and Tammy Faye come to mind every time you say Jim Baker. So it's hard for me when you're reading this story mm -hmm. to hear his name over and over and over again. Granted, Jim and Tammy Faye have a mm -hmm. an extra K in their last name. Still, uh, very coincidental, and I, I think it's the curse of the name. But, guys, we've been waiting for truths to come out. And this is the part of the show where I want, especially because this is our Brighty on Sunday segment, where it's it's vital for us to keep God front and center, out front of everything that we process through our lives. We and I are not cute people. We mm -hmm. just aren't. That's no secret. It's not that we don't like cute people. That's just not our vein. We literally have been putting our trust in God and God alone. I don't need to be distracted by Q stuff. I trust it. I, God's I, plan. I, I trust God's plan. So my, when I say this, God has a plan. And as we align ourselves with him and draw close to him and start walking out the authority that we have in Christ, mm -hmm. we will begin to see these truths come out. So I do not believe that Elon Musk buying Twitter is all about Elon doing things. God is the one in control. Elon is not exposing these things of his own uh, volition. I can guarantee you that. God is doing that. And we must continually remind ourselves to keep our eyes fixed on him. So if any truths start to come out, you go, oh, thank God, right? So in that vein, what this, what has just happened with Jim Baker being fired, he may end up being prosecuted at some point because I can guarantee yeah. you he has done illegal activities in this, especially when you've got the FBI involved, there's a lot of people that are going to go to jail, but it's not because I'm like, oh, trust the plan. Look, Trump's in charge and Space Force is coming down. It's, listen, justice, we have known that God is going to bring his justice about. And I would, I, I want you guys, I want to encourage you to just maybe if you are a Q person, and I don't want to blanket that statement, whoever you are, whatever you believe in, if you're a Christian, make your hope in Jesus Christ and make it so that as you hear these things, you go, thank God. Thank you, God. You don't have to get down in the nitty gritty and say, well, so-and-so said this first and we knew it was going to happen. I don't think that that is where God would have our focus. God would have our focus going, holy cow, mm. he has exposed these lies and look what's about to fall. I'm telling you what the, the fallout of this thing with Jim Baker mm -hmm. is probably going to lead to uh everything yeah i just mean everything right yeah what are we where are we at a time where's our time where's our clock time okay all right so here's the thing this is probably one of the biggest stories um of our lifetime yeah this all this pulls all these stories together exactly this pulls all the russian collusion the fbi this pulls in this is a smoking gun this pulls in the fbi jfk assassination you know this pulls in this the the what this pulls in what we've been doing on our sunday show yeah when we have been talking about these unelected um bureaucrats so i want this to hammer home when you put your head on the pillow at night okay uh, I know Trump is under fire for saying, you know, something about suspending the Constitution to fix uh, 2020. And everybody's like, he's talking about getting rid of the Constitution, blah, 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 blah. I said, 
we we don't have a constitutional representative government right now. We don't have democracy because you did not vote in. Did you vote in Jane Baker, Jim Baker, James, whatever you want to call him, Jim or James? No, you didn't vote. You didn't vote him in. Did you and vote yet, in the FBI? Right. So, so you did you vote in uh, Comey? No, you didn't vote in Comey. Did you vote in uh, Clapper? The head of the CIA? No. Do you even know who runs the FDA? Do you know who runs the USDA? Do you know who runs the Department of Education? Do you do you know any of these people who make rules and regulations? So here's what they do. They make up, quote unquote, rules and regulations that control almost every aspect of our lives. And we don't vote on any of them. We don't vote on the regulations, which they call regulations, not law. So they can be Oh, well, we just need to get the middleman out so you don't have to, so, you know, voting on everything would take too much time. Yeah, you send a representative, but I don't get to do, when was the last time we sent a representative to the FBI? Yeah. When was the last time we sent a representative to the CIA? Right. When was the last time we sent a representative to the USDA or the, when was the last time, was Fauci elected? No, but he literally, but plausible deniability said, I didn't control anything. I didn't call for any lockdowns. Okay, so they are running this 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 shadowy government that is completely con- uncon- uh, unconstitutional, and that is why the shenanigans and the charade of Congress exists. So uh, let me read this comment here. So Stuart the Brit in the UK says, in years gone, all of these traitors would already be in jail awaiting trial. The laws have been undermined, plain as day. I agree with you 100%. Uh, when I want to hit on the Trump thing real quick. When he says to suspend the Constitution, it was a very poor choice of words, Mm -hmm. but I actually understand. I know Trump. I don't know him personally, but I know Trump and I know what he meant. He meant we have these rules set in place that that enabled Joe Biden to be inaugurated on January 21st of 2021 or 20th Mm -hmm. or whatever day it was. Okay, those rules that are set in place to that have allowed the past two years almost to to exist need to be suspended for a second but what i would say is that actually would be constitutional trump to do that because what the last two years have been unconstitutional so he didn't mean to say i don't i truly don't believe that he meant to say that but i understand his sentiment behind it and what i would just say to him is trump what you're talking about doing, the the premise behind it, actually is obeying the Constitution yeah. in order to get rid of a, a, an illegally uh, usurped president. Okay. But, oh, that was a poor sentence I just said. There. Yeah, and I you're struggled. on Facebook. I, well, yeah. Yeah, we don't say that on Facebook. <laughs> they don't know what I'm talking about? Okay. I really, I, I didn't, I literally didn't put a proper sentence together. And you I said, it. illegally usurped. That's not even a sentence. So okay. you really think that 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 Facebook is going to catch us a, a, a sentence that no, I didn't even because, properly put yeah, together? All right, all right. So <laughs> speaking about illegally usurping, of no idea what that means. All right. So I want to talk about. You can't be an illegally usurped president. That's not even English. 
All right. So the left is always talking about the separation of church and state. What they really mean is that the church should stay out of politics. <laughs> uh, they very much want the state to have authority over the church, and they intend to force their values on every remaining entity that hasn't yet complied. <clears throat> I want to talk to you guys about a case right now that is before the Supreme Court. And if, if you play this video uh, up here by lawyer uh, Christine Wagner, um, Lori Smith is an artist. Okay, her our art is speech. The First Amendment forbids government from censoring or coercing speech. In the 303 Creative case, we will ask the, the Supreme Court to affirm every American's right to create freely. Exactly. So the, she's going, the, she's taking the angle that I was going to take and am going to today. Every project I create is unique. A work of art, an expression of individual creative skill and imagination. The process for custom design is just like other mediums. I'm not merely delivering a product. I'm using my own talents to speak. And new technology simply means new tools to do so. Colors, layouts, fonts, every decision matters. With custom design, there's an undeniable relationship between creator and creation. This art, my art, is a form of speech. That's why the Constitution protects expression, with or without words. And to think that the government, who's supposed to protect speech, could compel or even censor it, is a denial of our fundamental rights. As an artist, if the government can force me to violate my beliefs, they can force anyone. Yeah, wow. that's, I have goosebumps. That's really good. Uh, what I want to do, if you, if you play um, the Brett Bear video up, he kind of explains this, uh, this Scotus um, case. Breaking tonight, justices on the U.S. Supreme Court are considering arguments over a case of a Christian web designer in Colorado who does not want to craft wedding websites for same-sex couples based on her religious beliefs. It's a case encompassing freedom of speech and religion, along with civil rights. Fox News chief legal correspondent, anchor of Fox News Sunday, Shannon Bream, has the story tonight. Good evening, Shannon. Good evening, Brett. Though this web designer in the case has a religious objection to same-sex marriage, the case is actually being brought as a free speech case. The argument being that no American, regardless of where they stand on marriage or any other controversial issue, should be forced to communicate a message they personally find objectionable. Colorado is trying to force me to create custom, unique artwork to promote ideas inconsistent with my faith and the core of who I am. Colorado web designer Lori Smith says the state's anti-discrimination law would force her to create wedding websites for same-sex couples in violation of her religious beliefs. But today's case at the high court was argued not on the basis of religious freedom, but rather free speech. During the two and a half hours of arguments, many of the justices appeared to struggle with how to balance the government's interest in upholding the rights of protected classes of people and the free speech rights of artistic business owners who don't want to endorse a message they don't personally believe. Justice Gorsuch, a Colorado native who once sat on a federal court base there, said the state has offered confusing positions, saying a baker couldn't be required to make an anti-LGBTQ cake, but upheld a law that would force him to make one that could be viewed as pro-LGBTQ. He also referenced that notable case the court heard regarding Colorado baker Jack Phillips just four years ago, which left many of the key That's issues awesome. unresolved. 
Mr. Phillips did go through a re-education training program pursuant to Colorado law, did he not, Mr. Olson? He went through a, a process that ensured he was familiar with... It was with a re-education program, right? It was not a re-education program. What do you Mr. call it? It was a process to make sure he was familiar with Colorado law. Someone might be excused for calling that. A I strongly program. disagree, Justice Gorsuch. Don't regulate, create! The extended arguments were packed full of hypothetical scenarios, from dating websites to pictures with Santa, about just where the justices should draw the line when it comes to businesses that are arguably artistic in nature. But how about people who don't believe in interracial marriage? Or about people who don't believe that disabled people should get married? What's, where's the line? I choose to serve whom I want. The web designer in this case says she has many LGBTQ clients, but will not create wedding websites for same-sex ceremonies. Justice Gorsuch seemed to boil it down this way. It's not about who she'd be serving, but about what message she'd be required to communicate. But a decision is due by the end of June. Okay, Shannon, thank you. So that right there is the the crux of this. And, and this is where my heart is on, on, and I know Leah's got more to this story to bring, but I love that this is the angle that they're taking because this has not been the angle that has been taken in the past mm -hmm. when a, a baker or a florist has mm -hmm. been forced, you know, so in this, yeah. in this age of I identify as, right? You've got these florists that could very easily say, I speak through my creative process. And here's the thing. A florist should never have to design. If, if you want all black roses, well, I don't do that. That's not my, that's exactly. not where I want to go with, with how I want to present my work. You can't force someone to create anything. And no, I would say yeah. to... Um, the other justice, what was her name, that was just Sotomayor. speaking, thank you, Sotomayor, I would say to her, actually, if someone does, doesn't want to creatively serve anyone on any basis, they well, don't have to. Exactly. I mean, you know, that's like going to mm -hmm. um, Victoria's Secret and saying, I want to hire you to run, uh, you can't make anybody run anything, and I want to do uh, an obese you know, photo shoot. Well, you can't make somebody do something. Here's the difference. This is where civil rights, uh, the line of civil rights, and this is why I want to make this very clear for you guys. A place that is open to the public that does not have to create or it's just basic. You order a burger and fries. This woman you He's can't saying, put a sign out and say, no Jews allowed, no LGBT allowed. Exactly. Not that we won't serve you. It's that we won't create something that has us representing your beliefs. Right. Okay? That's the or difference. Or even who you are. So Sotomayor was saying, you know, what if somebody came in and, and they didn't believe, they didn't believe. No, we're, we're not talking about beliefs. That's the whole point of this free amendment, the, the first amendment. Yeah. You have the right to create your own speech. So no, if somebody didn't want to, to I, I don't draw wheelchairs. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not good at it. Yeah. Okay. This is you the art that I do. You can't force somebody to create something. Right. Or say something for any reason, yeah. but most assuredly if it goes against their belief system. Now, uh, this 
um, and, and we can stay on this story, but the, the bar at that we were going to talk about today, that specific story was that there yeah. were some LGBTQ waitstaff mm. that um, supposedly were going to have issues with this Christian group coming in 90 minutes ahead of time. Right. Minutes. They canceled this party uh, because they found out that the group took a stance and speaks out against certain things in the LGBT agenda. Okay. Here's the difference. You, these waiters were not going to be forced to create anything special. Did you have to create a cake that said marriage is between a man and a woman? And just like Neil Gorsuch just said with the Colorado uh, thing being completely out of balance, saying that they did rule, literally rule, that you could not be forced to make a cake that was anti-LGBTQ, but as you could be forced to bake one that was pro. So wait a minute. So essentially the court is now defining civil rights in a partisan manner. Civil rights are non-partisan, okay? So it doesn't matter one way or the other. If you We've talked about this on the show, and then I'll throw this back to you. A Muslim caterer doesn't serve pork. Bingo. You cannot make the Muslim caterer serve pork. Or Jewish. Or Jewish. It's anti-Semitic. Okay. Even, if you even ask them to. All right. So where does where do you draw the line? And that's why people get very afraid of pastors or priests being forced to and perform, uh, you know, gay marriages. And... Jewish people and Muslim people are never the ones being sued. Right. This is a targeted issue. Anti-Christian bias. So what we're seeing is an anti-Christian bias, yeah. and we need a term that is just as strong as anti-Semitic. Mm. Okay. To anti-Christian bias uh, is is should be illegal. Anti-Christian bias should be illegal. Will you um, play this Ali Beth Stuckey video? And I, I do appreciate, did you catch that with Neil Gorsuch? He asked the, the state of Colorado representative, Mr. Phillips, but the cake baker had to go through a re-education mm -hmm. program. Yeah. He did. Democrats are pretty open about this. They do not care about your religious liberty. They do not want you to be able to abide by what you believe the Bible says or your religious tax, tax says about marriage. And so them saying separation of church and state is a lie. They very much believe that the state should be involved in your church and tell you what to do. Like we see the writing in the wall in Europe and other countries in which it is illegal to even say things like what Romans 1 says about homosexuality. If you think that the Democrats here are any less radical than that, you are kidding yourselves. And every time they pass a bill like this, every time a bill like this is signed into law, they get closer to it. And the fact that we have feckless and cowardly and just weak and intellectually flimsy Republicans who call themselves conservatives who aren't able to see the damaging effects of the sexual revolution both here and abroad tells you something about who we're voting for mm. tells you something about the state uh, the country is in wow that's, so good that's good that's good 
Yeah. So um, Josh Hollywood on Tucker, and I'll just tell you what he said. Uh, Team Biden is trying to cancel the First Amendment by pressuring private companies to censor American citizens. This is the most uh, concerted censorship campaign against citizens in our history. Uh, and we're seeing that he's talking about the Twitter files there. Uh, what we're seeing about just you know, the woman with her web, web designing, that is the censoring of your First Amendment rights. And so this goes back to our uh, Christian nationalism, okay, where you have rights that come from God, laws of nature and nature's God. The state cannot compel you to have speech. The state can't stop you from speaking, mm -hmm. okay? Kanye West is trying to like blow up the par the, the par paradigm here, uh, probably not in the, the most wholesome, best possible way at all. Um, and he's not being led by the Holy Spirit. Uh, with his trying to, you know, blow up the paradigm uh, here. But at the same time, we need to be able to talk about issues like uh, there is racism. Black people can be racist. Okay, so now look, Kanye West, West is black. Is he racist against, is he being racist against Jews? Is he being anti-Semitic? But then he says he's Jewish. And so there's a lot of, lot of things that are, you know, coming to the surface that we, you know, we can hash out and we can talk about. Uh, when you're when you're looking at the Biden administration, the DNC, they will lie, they will cheat, they will steal. So what as Christians do we do? Thank God for Trump. And out of the three justices, Neil Gorsuch seems to have a head on his sh shoulders. Mm -hmm. uh, he, it, Kavanaugh it seems to sit there like a, a baby with his, you know, thumb, thumb in his, his mouth. Um, and you never know where Amy Coney Barrett is going to land because she agreed with vaccine mandates. So there's, there's a lot going on, but Gorsuch makes a really good, um, case here for religious freedom and for freedom of speech, but the word of God makes a case. Okay. Should we obey the God? Strongest case. The strongest case. Should we, should we obey God or should we obey man? And we had discussed previously that a, a, in a previous John MacArthur, had said that the um, the founding fathers were actually going against the word of God and against Romans by overthrowing the government because the Bible says that all governments are instituted for the good of mankind right. and that you should submit yourself to every authority and ordinance thereof. However, if that ordinance thereof is in China mm -hmm. and says one child policy, do you go with that? Exactly. Well, no, because that's explicitly against the word of God. So where do you draw the line of something that is explicitly against the word of God? Because it doesn't, you know, it says in the Bible, you shouldn't pass your ch children in through Malek. But as Jewish scholars and some scholars have pointed out, you know, there isn't a specific scripture that says don't kill the baby in the womb. Okay, so is that ex explicit or are we to read into the word of God, right? There is a scripture in the Bible that says slaves should obey your masters. So would the Underground Railroad be uh, anti-biblical? And should, you, should, should we still have slavery in America today? Should Abraham Lincoln have uh, even fought a war right. uh, to go against a previous law? Right. He was the government, right? He was the president. Well, okay, so wait a minute. You, just, you hit the nail on the head without knowing that you did. You said he was the he was the president. He was the government. Jesus came and he said that I am bringing a kingdom that's not of this world, and the, and we know that through the prophet Isaiah and the government shall be upon his shoulders. 
And so arguably we are the body of Christ, which makes us the shoulders of Christ. And that means that, that we are the government. Mm -hmm. We, we do reign as Kings and priests. And so the laws should be in complete submission right. to the kingdom of God. Yeah. Exactly. And that is bar none. Any, any scripture that does not align itself with that is being misinterpreted. Yeah. You know, other places in the new Testament, Paul says, uh, are you free? Don't seek to be bound. You know, once the was a slave who was not a, a Christian who left his master. That master happened to be a friend of Paul's when, when and Paul met once and he was converted and he brings him back and he says, receive him not as your servant, but as your brother. Okay, so when uh, we have to recognize the culture of the time yeah. and, you know, Christians were under a lot of uh, scrutiny, so much so that um, even the Jews were um, uh, were kicked out of Rome because of the schisms that were happening between mm -hmm. uh, Christians and, and, and Jews who weren't becoming Christians and they were causing such a ruckus in Rome that they were kicked out. We know Aquila and Priscilla were actually uh, some of those refugees who were kicked out of Rome at that, at that time. So when, when we're looking at the culture changing in, uh, in the, the known world, the Roman Empire, uh, when, when Paul is saying, obey the ordinances of the government, okay, what he is saying is, don't make a ruckus by, don't speed if you, you know, just because now you're free, right? Don't go rob from a store just because now you're free in Christ. Right. Let okay. me read some comments because our dear buddy, uh, James Devin O'Neill, voicesofmercy.com here in the chat uh, says, the Bible says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. The battle is in the heavenlies uh, the anointing. We need to convert people. The key is love. Martin Luther King said the only weapon so powerful that you can make your enemies uh, your friend is love. He says, no king but Jesus. Jeremiah 1, 5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you before you were born. I set you apart and I appointed you a prophet to the nations. Isaiah 33, 22, for the Lord is our God judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. It is mm -hmm. he who will save us. Yeah, so absolutely, good, absolutely. Devin, Pastor Devin O'Neill. Absolutely. So when we're talking about rulers and principalities, uh, we have to recognize that those are governing uh, spiritual authority. So when we're talking about the FBI or the CIA, we can talk about a Jane Baker. We can talk about a James Comey, but they are actually, he who sins is a slave to sin. Come on. Okay. So they are actually held captive by the devil mm -hmm. doing the devil's bidding. Yeah. Okay. And so even if we put a one, a one person in jail, that specific, um, entity, spiritual entity, the power and authority there has to be taken over by the power of God, has to be uh, cleansed, right? So, you know, if, as I see the FBI and the CIA was never founded by God, it was not founded by nature or nature's God, and it just needs to be dissolved. Now, how does that happen? Uh, because it is, it is spiritually controlled. We go into it and we say, in Jesus' name, the CIA has no power and authority in America. Have we done that? Have we done that Come as Christians? The FBI does not have power and authority Come here in America. On. Okay? The USDA, if it just goes against the word of God, or the CDC telling people that they need to mask up uh, or shut down businesses that don't require a vaccine mandates, these things shall not be in the kingdom of heaven. Here's Come the thing. On. Are there vaccine mandates in heaven? Absolutely not. There Are there masks it. in heaven? Absolutely not. 
going on. So we need to pray the God's prayer. God, your will be done on earth as it's done in heaven. Oh we know there's no vaccine mandates in heaven. That's so right. we call that here on earth. Oh, right here in America, there are no on. vaccine mandates here. Yes, Thy will be done here, Father God, in Jesus name. Take out every sort of uh, authority that exalts it themselves above the power of God, exalts themselves above the knowledge of God, and raise up righteous men and women who will who will actually craft righteous laws that do what? Protect those who are doing the right thing and punish those who are doing the wrong thing. Because in essence, that's what Roman says a governor is supposed to do. And government if the government is, so is not doing what Roman said that the government is is actually put into place to do, then, then are they really the government? No, they're not the government. They have relinquished their rights to do so because it literally says in there that this is why governments are put into place for your good, the to protect you, and the reward good. And so if they're not doing that, then they are not truly government. Now, Leah, did you know that in some places there are laws where if you see someone who um, is about to be harmed in some manner and you don't do anything about it, right? Like a car is going to go speeding into, or not speeding, but like falling over a cliff and you don't try to do something to go get help, to do whatever, you can actually be legally punished in the United States for not helping someone who needs help. Like you've seen they've been stabbed and you just like walk away. You can be held responsible because you didn't go and seek help. I would say that 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 premise comes from almighty God. Mm. And so if we see that the government is harming people and we just stand back and just let them do it, the Bible talks about if we don't witness to even people, their blood is on our hands, right? Mm -hmm. And how much more if we see the government abusing children or, mm -hmm. or causing people to lose their livelihoods or causing them to inject themselves with things that may possibly kill them, mm -hmm. okay? And we don't stand up against that tyranny. Mm -hmm. I can guarantee you that when you stand before Almighty God, it's not, that you quoting Romans is not going to fly. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And actually, there are laws on the book that if you are a teacher, if you are a youth minister, if you are a coach and you hear of uh, abuse, uh, sexual molestation, and you do not report that, then you can be held exactly. liable for that. Exactly. Yeah. So um, I actually want to play. I want to finish with this video. If you bring this up on, on um, this, there are some swear words in this, but I want to show you what it looks like because you Can were we saying play that on bright on how about we oh, wait until the bring on how about we wait till the bright on segment's over no we'll play it we'll play it another time okay. we'll play it on friday i have a video of a man because there are some swear words i forgot about that um well you remembered you just forgot this was going to go to bright yeah um that he along with what you're saying there was um a man who was going to commit suicide he was going to kill himself and he Another guy comes up to him, a black man, is like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing, man? He talks him down. He has all these swear words that he's saying. And then he ends up praying for the guy and hugging him. And there's tears that flow down. God uses the most unlikely people. And when we get to heaven, we're going to see people who, um, how did you get here? And then we're going to look around and we're going to see. I thought so-and-so was going to be here. Where's so-and-so? Is so-and-so here? No, they ain't there. Right. Better watch it. Paul says, I run my race. Unless I find it at the very end. Yeah, there's one more case before um, the Supreme Court. And this has to do um, with um, the, the um, this, where's, where's this case? This is the same continue. one, right? No. Um, I gotta undo 
these ads here. This this is a different case. Moore versus High um, Harper and um, Washington, incredibly disruptive, wreaking havoc, potentially damaging for American democracy. Those are just some of the characteriz characterizations of a legal theory that is at the center of a case to be argued uh, before the Supreme Court Wednesday. And stop with the ads. Jeez, CBS. <laughs> Known as the independent state legislature theory, which largely laid dormant for better part of 15 years, the idea may seem stale at first glance, but it has election law esper experts sounding the alarm that it's embraced by the high court would upend election administration nationwide and ensnare federal courts in endless disputes about state law. While four of the court's conservative members expressed interest in the idea earlier this year, it's unclear whether a majority of the justices are ready to adopt the theory pushed by North Carolina Republicans in the case known as Moore versus Harper. Some experts, though, believe there is no question on what the court should do. It's not a prediction. It's a normative statement. The Supreme Court cannot issue an opinion supporting the notion that state legislators are able to operate unchecked when they're making federal election law, said uh, Tom Wolf, director, uh, deputy director of the Democracy Program at the Brennan Center of Justice. Any rubric uh, they could use to determine the right outcome points in the direction of needing to reject the independent state legislature theory. So this is something that we've seen it come about because we've seen, wait a minute, the Constitution says and says the state legislature shall decide how they're going to run elections. Mm -hmm. Period. End of story. They could just pick who they want, technically, for president. Yeah. They don't even need you to vote as a popular vote. That is not what the Constitution, and actually, for the longest time, they didn't have a popular vote. Some and So there's, there's actually a history to this. So what is the independent state legislature theory? No, it's not a theory. It's actually in the Constitution. And how did that idea become regulated to the legal fringes? Okay, the independent state legislative theory is the idea that the Constitution and election clause vests exclusive authority to the state legislatures for setting election rules for Congress and the presidency. It does without oversight from state courts to ensure those laws comply with state constitutions. This the uh, election clause states. Times, places, and manner of holding elections for senators, representatives shall be prescribed in each state by the legislature thereof. A version of the theory was invoked in 2000 with then Chief Justice William Rehnquist in his concurring opinion in Bush versus Gore, in which he wrote, The general co coherence of the legislative scheme may not be altered by judicial interpretation so as to wholly change the statutorial uh, provided uh, apportment of responsibility among those various bodies. In other words, there are limits on the state's uh, court's authority to alter rules uh, for election, federal elections. Rehnquist, whose opinion was joined by Justices Scalia and Thomas, wrote, there are a few exceptional cases in which the Constitution imposes a duty or confers a power on a particular branch of a state government. This is one of them. Citing the constitutional provision providing for the appointment of presidential and vice presidential electors, Rehnquist said, the text of the election law itself and not just inter its interpretation by the courts of the states, takes on independent significance. The theory gained a little little traction in the wake of Bush versus Gore, but was thrust into the spotlight when it was raised by Trump. The current dispute arose from the redistricting process undertaken by North Carolina GOP-controlled General Assembly after the 2020 census. This same thing happened here in Ohio. 
the Supreme Court kept sending these redistricting maps back to the legislature. The court has no authority to do this. And actually, our, our Ohio elections were completely thrown off. We held two elections to the tune of millions of dollars because the state overstepped their constitutionally uh, of uh constitutional bounds under the congressional map adopted by the state legislature in 2021 republicans had an advantage of 10 of the state's 14 house seats that's the legislature's prerogative okay the state supreme court however rejected the map finding it was an extreme partisan gerrymander that violated the north carolina uh, constitution the general assembly adopted new congressional voting boundaries but that map too was rejected by a north carolina trial court instead it went on to approve a map created by a group of special masters and assistants and ordered the plan to be used solely for the 2022 election cycle that is wholly unconstitutional it is the state legislators that have this sole responsibility to elect to, to set up elections yeah that's it. If you don't like how they gerrymandered it or however, it doesn't say and they must appropriate it in, in, in a fair manner. Yeah. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that anywhere. Okay. You have to have a constitutional amendment if you're going to change the constitution. Right. Um, under the court-drawn congressional map, Republicans were favored to win six seats in Democrats, uh, to the Democrats' four, with the four remaining districts more competitive, according to analysis from the Campaign Legal, uh, legal uh, Center. Uh, we're going to go a little bit more into this, but to our bright young people, we're going to say, see you later. Also, though, but no, I just found this out, and I want to show you guys. I know this, this was terribly exciting for me. I've not been to our Bridie on Store affiliate page in a really long time. Uh, and so they did this little custom thing. It looks they put that at the top with the resistance oh, chicks. Cool. They got that from our website. So go to resistancechicks.brighteonstore.com forward slash resistance dash chicks. And they have custom things on here just for resistance chicks viewers, literally. So if you use that, you can get the affiliate link uh, from our website on any show that we do. So I want to encourage you guys to go there and visit it and use promo code chicks for an additional five percent uh discount there so for our bright on viewers we love you god loves you god bless remember it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's actually the truth and we will see you next sunday at 5 p.m and on fridays at 6 p.m eastern standard time all right I was called.